If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What is going on? Welcome to episode 164 of the Nintendo PowerCast. I'm your host, N64Josh. On this very special episode, I've got Paul from Flump Studios to talk about Horizon Shift 81. What's going on, my guy? Uh, not much. Just uh, walking around my front room, <laughs> looking at you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, chat says, hey, Paul. So, guys, before we start talking about Horizon Shift, remember, if you go to audibletrial.com slash NPC, you can get yourself a free book from Audible. Check out something awesome like Blood, Sweat, and Pixels or Ready Player One. The chair I'm sitting in is from OPSeat. Go to n64josh.com slash OPSeat. Automatically save $10 at checkout. And remember, I have a Patreon. If you want to get an extra show for just a dollar, go to patreon.com slash n64josh. With that, I think we're we're just going to we're going to jump right into the interview. Here we go. All right. So, Paul, we're going to get to know you a little bit, man. Let's talk about your history with uh with with gaming and stuff. Like like where did it all start? Um, we are yeah, where did it start? Mid 80s. So, I'm like I was like born in 81. And I started playing games about 86 when I was about five. I got uh, like an old microcomputer handed out from my sister. Um, and then I think, yeah, we had like a handful of games and they lasted for like two years. Uh, and then I just started coding my own games because we didn't really have much money <laughs> to buy anymore. So, uh, yeah, we just started um, started programming games out of books and stuff like that and then started making my own stuff. Uh, and then a few years, a few years later, we went on to like the Mega Drive and stuff when I got a bit older. Uh, and then and then moved on to like PlayStation and then kind of just gone through the console cycle till now. I got you. I got you. Full of <laughs> I see. I see. So guys, we're actually doing this. We're doing this call. Like he's on his phone right now. So bear with the audio. Cause it's not going to be, it's not going to be perfect, but I wanted to make sure we could, we could, we could chat about his game. So, I mean, did you play much Nintendo then growing up? Uh, I mean, at a friend's house. Um, what is it? Yeah. A couple of friends had like a NES, but over here, like it's think is more, like, it's more Sega. Um, so I had a Mega Drive. Most of my friends had a Mega Drives and Master Systems. A couple of friends had like old NESs by the time we'd gone on uh, to Mega Drive. I think one one of my mates had a, a SNES. We had quite a bit of money. So, so not really. I, was, I didn't get into like Nintendo stuff until I got to like uh, 21, 22, and then started playing back catalog and then realized that I had missed like all the good games. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh what were some of your favorite nintendo games when you finally started playing 
That's the obvious stuff. Um, well, I'd always play. I'd played Mario a few times anyway. It's like Mario One, I always loved. Um, but my, when I went back to it, like Metroid was big. Um, Zelda, obviously. Um, what was the main? Like, even like stuff like Donkey Kong, uh, Donkey Kong Country. Oh yeah, um, I love Donkey Kong Country. Um, and it seems like there's a lot more like proper adventure games. <laughs> where you could save your progress and stuff, which Mega, Mega Drive didn't seem to have so much of that. Or the Genesis. That was more like like a one-play deal, if you know what I mean. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, it was, I think it was like playing Metroid, which it really made me realise how uh, cool Nintendo stuff was. Oh, and um, Mario World as well, which is obviously amazing. Right. So I think Mario World is still one of my favourite games ever. And so when you uh, say Metroid, are you talking Super Metroid? Yeah, sorry, Super Metroid. Oh, um, man. Yeah. I love well, it. I like Metroid, but I didn't play Metroid until last year, <laughs> like the first one, right. which is quite sad, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Super Metroid's one of my probably top five uh, all-time favorite games. Like, absolutely love, love, love that game. So glad to hear glad to hear that one made the made the cut for you. That's great. Yeah. And Castlevania as well. Okay. All right. <laughs> Cool. Cool. So let's, uh, let's fast forward a little bit then. Like, did you, uh, did you play much of like the 64 or the GameCube or anything like that? Yeah, I kind of, I missed the 64 because over here, like not many people had the N64 over here. It was more, the PlayStation was a lot bigger yeah. uh, and it was so expensive. It was like 60 pound a cart. So I don't know what that is in dollars for like, $80 to $90 for a cartridge, which is mental. Um, so, yeah, GameCube. I had a GameCube. Um, Wind Waker was like my favorite game on there. Oh, awesome. And love Wind Waker. What else? Did you get into Metroid yeah, yeah. Prime or Mario Kart or Mario Sunshine or anything? Oh, yeah, thanks for reminding me. I kind of went blank. Mario Sunshine, I didn't play much of. I didn't like it that much. It's just, I know. Probably um, not popular, uh, but uh, yeah, I love Metroid Primes. They're amazing. Uh, we have one and two, and I love three on the Wii as well. Okay, so then obviously you moved you moved on to the Wii. Any other any other games other than Metroid on that system? I, again, with the the Wii, I didn't get one until like way after, and then um, yeah, so Galaxy Galaxy One and Two are like two of my favorite games. Uh, Metroid Three. Uh, what was another one? Ah, there's a shoot. There's a name by Treasure. I can't remember the name, which is amazing. That one really stands out for me. Um, Twilight Princess as well. That was like, um, that was the first 3D Zelda game I played. That was amazing. Oh, wow. Interesting. Oh, did my, you get Skyward Sword? <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Did you, uh, did you play Skyward Sword? I didn't actually. Um, I never. I didn't get um, the Motion Plus. Ah. Um, so I didn't get around to it. Gotcha. But then, by, towards like, yeah, I, I think a bit towards the end after that, after I played Twilight Princess, I started having a lot less time. So I couldn't put that much time into like Zelda games. I see. Which moving back towards arcadey stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. So let's. Uh... Let's transition a little bit to the to the switch. What uh, what have you been playing on that? Um, not much. 
because I don't actually have a proper switch. <laughs> I have I only have a dev kit. Interesting. Um, which is a bit. I just haven't had a chance to get it because um, it's quite expensive. So I was kind of hoping releasing this game would make enough to actually buy a switch. So I go, then I could actually play my own game. <laughs> so maybe I will get one, but uh, yeah, it's kind of embarrassing because everyone's everyone asks that question. So, oh, what other good games are there? I, I don't really know. <laughs> I haven't got one. But uh, and yeah, the dev kit doesn't doesn't appear to play commercial games, which is quite annoying. I see. Hey, what color Joy Cons does that dev kit have? Um, gray. Oh, I think you can use. You might be able to use. Other ones. I'm colorblind anyway. It doesn't make a difference. I see. I see. At one point, I had heard that they, the dev kits were actually black, and I've always wanted to get a hold of a pair of those. So that's what I, I was wondering if it was true or not. So it might be for some people. It might, it might be like an early version. I don't know. I see. But that would be cool. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay, well let's, let's transition into, um, you know, into becoming an indie dev and, 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 and making games and stuff. It sounds like you started extremely young, like, like before you were 10. Yeah. I think I was seven. I'm trying to think. I think it was when I started like dabbling, um, when I was seven, I think I was, I think I wrote my first, I call it a game, but I sent my game when I was about eight in basic. Um, so nothing special. And then it was kind of right. Then I started just copying code out of books, uh, and then started making like, not like slightly more proper games from about 10 onwards. Then the, um, arcade games, uh, and then, yeah, kind of just it's something I've just always kept doing. Um, it's just still something that's just always been there. It's like probably one one thing in my life that's just always been there. If, um, if, oh God. How many how many games do you think you've made? Um, well, I've, I've done 10. I've released 10. So I would have made and the ones I haven't released, probably 30, 40. <laughs> Yeah, it must be must be like your forty. Wow, that's wild. That's wild. So where where are most of your games? Are they like PC or mobile or They're like every like all over the place? So um, I did. God, I did like ten on Windows Phone, um, which got taken down because I didn't keep up with the um, ERSLB stuff. Then I did like God, this would be loads. Did like about twenty probably on like microcomputers. Like um, the Amstrad CPC and uh, Spectrums, things like that. Uh, God, where else? And then I did like five or six just PC games that I never released. Uh, and then there was Xbox Live Indie, um, which was where I started actually selling them. Then Steam, there's like five or six on Steam, and now I've moved over fully to like console stuff now. Now Steam's dead. Okay. All right. So let's talk about horizon shift 81. This is like, this feels like when I, when I, when I popped this game in and did my first look, it felt like a, almost like a mix of all the best eighties arcade games combined. Like what, what, what was the inspiration here? Where, where'd the idea come from? Just, yeah, what you just said, 
<laughs> <laughs> literally yeah <laughs> it's just um, yeah so it, the, genuinely the idea was the first idea come from when I um, played TXK um, on yeah TXK on the Vita and I remember just how cool Tempest was so I started going back and I like, playing um, the original Tempest and then all my old MAME games from the 80s um, and that's always been like my favourite era like Gallagher Star Castle, Tempest, uh, Robotron, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, and then it was just like, okay, I'm going to put all this in one thing, and then hopefully it makes something new. So, yeah, that was the idea, and I think it did. Seems to have worked. <laughs> oh man, you've got you, you know, and to see like throw in stuff like um, uh, break, you know, kind of some breakout inspired. Like I don't know if that was a bonus level or whatever, but like you know, yeah, asteroids but- hitting the little hitting the the rail that your your ship is on. Like I got I got the like like space invader vibes. You know, like it just it 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 really kind of hit it. But then it also kind of had some modern things like with your, your power ups to your guns and the, and the, the flames and everything like, and I really appreciated just the art style and the lights. I mean, it looked like something you would have seen in, in an arcade in the, uh, in the eighties, like, like well done, my friend. Thanks very much. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome to hear because that's exactly what I wanted. Um, yeah. So the breakout bit, um, I kind of was a bit clumsy because I was like, I love breakout. An arcanoid, and I just wanted it in there. Mm-hmm. I was like, "How?" Um, so I just thought, "Oh, f- <laughs> <laughs> just put it as a bonus level." Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. So, what what was it like? I mean, I don't. You've probably had some friends or something. Have you been able to see the game on the Switch? Uh, only the dev kit and uh, you guys and like Twitch uh, streamers and YouTubers. So no, <laughs> still haven't seen it actually running um, on a commercial switch. I assume it's the same as the dev kit. Though. It was, yeah, this time, this was the most restricted development I've ever had. I we basically had no money or time. So it was, it was just get it made and see what happens. <laughs> I see. I see. Okay. So, I mean, this is like, this is like, like, passion project like you're working nights and weekends on this thing yeah i got I'm a full-time uh, web dev uh, in the day and then come home at night and then i've got my two kids and they go to bed at about half seven and then my wife tends to go to bed at like nine half nine so then i tend to start up till about one so it's probably, i've already got like half nine till one uh, working on the game and then maybe a couple of hours on the weekends as well so yeah it's quite tiring I love it, man. I love hearing about the grind. I love hearing about the, uh, you know, just like wait until like waiting to work on what, you know, putting your like basically taking your time after the family's uh, asleep. You know, I kind of do the similar thing with all the with all the content I create, trying to trying to do as much as I can, you know. Like either either get up super early so that I can get off work earlier and then have evenings with the family and that kind of thing. Like, um, I totally dig it, dude. I totally dig it. What it's hard work, isn't it? It, it? it it's it's hard work, but it never feels like work when you love it so much. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, the way I think about it is like a hobby that kind of pays for itself. So he's like. Like it hasn't sold many, but it has sold enough to pay for my like Steam sale binge, 
So I'm, <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. So what advice would you have for people wanting to get into game development? Yeah, well, that's quite tricky because um, I haven't ever made anything successful. Um, <laughs> I could, I can, I, uh, I can give advice on like. I, don't know, I think the main bit of advice I can think of is just get started. Like, don't I see a lot of people asking on forums and Facebook posts, like, how do I become a game dev? How do I get, how do I learn programming? And it's just easy, just learn it. <laughs> just literally, just pick a tutorial, pick a a language uh, and just start and that's the the main thing you see once you start it only takes like a week when you're in this horrible zone of really not knowing what's going on and then it just starts to click and then all the all the pieces slowly fall into place you carry on learning for years but you can start being productive after like a couple of weeks Uh, and once you've once it's bigger then it's easy because it's not really hard work anymore as you say then then you start to enjoy it if you're six months in and don't enjoy it, give up, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Well, first off, I would say don't don't sell yourself short as far as like maybe something isn't quite a success in your eyes. But I mean, from where I'm sitting, the fact that you have a game that you created by yourself on the switch. Man, that's that's uh, that's something there. You know what I mean? And there's there's going to be. Uh, you know, thousands of people that like, how, how did you do it? What was the process like with Nintendo? Um, it's slightly different for me because I've got, because uh, I've been doing this for quite a long time. I've, I've got a publisher and so like, they kind of work with me. Um, so I'd actually, I think it was about a year and a half ago, I kind of semi given up. So I was kind of like just, working on tiny little games for myself and then um, stuff for my son uh, and then my publisher was like we've got a dev kit do you want to make something <laughs> and I was like yes I'd love to <laughs> that'd be amazing uh, and that was it and they sent me one and then I made the game and sent it to them and that was pretty much it um, I didn't directly deal with Nintendo but they were from what I heard they were really good it was, it was really smooth it was not far off as being as smooth as Steam it has really it's been good. That's really good to hear. That's really good to hear. So let's let's take a little bit of a deeper dive into the game. Like it it basically plays like this. You're a ship that sits on a rail that you can you either shoot up or down. You you have to flip the ship between up or down, and asteroids can hit the the rail and and break out parts of it and then you can jump over those broken parts you also have some enemies that will stick to the rail and if you hit the triggers you can boost to the side knock them off send them flying and all this time you're shooting getting power-ups you're rescuing little look like i don't know if they're astronauts or whatever that you're they're trying not to slam into the rail so you can kind of you can kind of save them how like you know i probably played like 15 15 20 minutes or whatever is there does it keep progressing? Is there more enemies? Does it add more things? Is there, uh, is there a certain number of, of levels? Are we playing for a high score? Like kind of, kind of break that down for us. So yeah, it's not like random. It's not like, uh, some of the old arcade games. It's actually, it's, there's 36 levels. Um, 
and you've got five bonus levels, six bosses. Um, so it's quite, it's quite structured. So each level is like handmade. It's not like uh, randomly generated or anything. Um, so what you get the same enemies kind of turn up at the same time, possibly in slightly different posi- uh, um, positions or something. But pretty much it's the same. And then those little alien guys, uh, they drop down. They're, the idea of those being aliens is that it's the opposite of like Robotron and Defender. So you don't save the humans, you save the aliens. Okay. And then if you save five of them, then you get your breakout level, which is a bonus level. So you finish wow. that, you get an extra life. Okay. Um, yeah, no one can though. <laughs> I, I, I definitely I over-tested it and I got too good at it. Um, so <laughs> I can do the, No one else seems to be able to get a one-up, but that was, a, that was my, my mistake. All right, when I get it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet at you. And uh, I'll have a little video. I'm gonna, now, now, now I know what I need to do. That's the that's the new goal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it does get the idea as well. One thing I did steal kind of from Nintendo is I always remember like um, Miyamoto saying, um, always surprise them. So after every like few levels, you want to bring in some kind of surprise, even if it's small. Mm. Um, bring a change so for every let you see a different enemy probably after every two or three levels and sometimes it's just another the same enemy but slightly different but sometimes you always got something different and it keeps it kind of exciting if you get two levels that feel even slightly the same it's, that's kind of a dead level that makes sense oh yeah no i get it i get it that's great that's great what uh so I love the fact that you included so many different modes. There's kind of a standard arcade mode and then there's like, like the hyper mode. Like does this game end up getting like pretty crazy the further along you get? Yeah. <laughs> have you, did you get, have you got to the bit with the little um, spikes? I think so the furthest I got the was the, the first boss and maybe a little bit past that. And that was about it. Oh, so I think you get that. Yeah, so it gets quite. There's a, the idea is, you know, the multitasking. So at first, you've got it's quite tricky to do the top and the bottom. So that's a bit weird. And then you, the idea is you get used to that. Uh, and then you get a little bit further, and then you've got the um, enemies attacking from the side, which is the uh, little spikes. Mm-hmm. So then you have to think about up, down, left, and right. Uh, and then you get a little bit further, then the horizon starts moving up and down. So then you've got to think about where the horizon position is, the enemies going from left and the right, and the top and the bottom attacks. Um, yeah, and then we bring in some new stuff like the uh, snake starts firing bullets and things like that. So when you get to like the fourth phase, there's a lot happening that you should have been taught how to deal with, if I've made it right. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. I loved seeing like the, the snakes or whatever. I'm like, Oh, this is very centipede. Like there's just, there's so many nods to classic franchises that, uh, I, I, I personally really, really appreciated it. Like what, uh, this game, like it would probably be great. I think there's a, a new grip out there. I think it's called like a flip grip or something where you can actually put the switch sideways and then, um, this is where this kind of game is going to shine, right? Because it's, it's playing in that, uh, um, in that, that, like that portrait mode basically. Right. And so, yeah. 
Yeah, it's quite lucky because the flip grip come out like either at the same time or maybe a little bit before it. Um, but the, the main reason I wanted to to make it in that orientation was because of the, um, the switch is brilliant for turning on his side and having those kind of games. Like Ikaruga works really well in it and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think it was just really lucky to come out at the same time. And I think that's helped a lot of with reviews and things like that and a lot of user feedback. They've really liked it. But yeah, I think we were lucky there. Yeah, yeah, it's great, man. That's great. Well, hey, I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap this thing up. Can you uh, can you tell everybody where they can where they can find you and maybe get more info about the game or anything like that? Uh, yeah, and um, probably the best place is just on Twitter. So just at Flump Studios. I should put it in the comments. Makes sense. Yeah, so just follow me on uh, Twitter. That's pretty much the only place I'm really active anymore. Um, and there is a website, but no one's going to go on there. It's just flumstudios.co.uk. Okay, I'll include. <laughs> I'll get links to both uh, both your Twitter and the the website in the show notes, so that uh, um, people can check it out. And 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 how much is is the game on the eShop right now? Uh, ten dollars. It's ten dollars. Okay. Yeah, it's it, worth every penny, guys. Definitely, definitely check it out. It's been out for about three weeks, you said? Uh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the exact day, but yeah, about that. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, hey, this is uh, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Uh, no, thanks for having me on. That was awesome. And guys, if you want to follow me, you can on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, all the places. It's, uh, it's at N64Josh. The show notes for this episode, n64josh.com slash SBC, nope, NPC 164, okay, n64josh.com slash NPC 164. You can email the show at NPC at n64josh.com. If you want to get yourself that free book from Audible, go to audibletrial.com slash NPC. Pick up something great like Console Wars. Ready Player One, lots of good stuff. The chair I'm sitting in from OP Seat. Go to n64josh.com slash OP Seat. You'll automatically save $10 at checkout. And I do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash n64josh. Just a dollar gets you an extra podcast each month. Make sure to join the Discord. We have tons of good people in there. We're playing lots of games. We're playing, we're playing Smash. We're playing Rocket League. We're playing just everything on the switch so so coming out it's a it's a great time a few of us are playing horizon shift 81 so make sure you guys check that out we have a facebook group n64josh.com slash facebook group you can come hang out there if you'd like and lastly if you could rate and review on itunes i would greatly greatly appreciate it thank you guys for listening week in and week out it's it's so awesome if you're if you're here live on twitch thank you guys i see shell shock and delmonic and plumber and rust belt kid uh, thank you. I see Run Jump Stomp from the uh, Nintendo Switchcraft. Make sure to check that uh, that podcast out. And uh, this this has been a, been a good time, Paul. Thanks again, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll uh, we'll catch you guys. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye now.